0: needed his presence, we don't always see that, because we have something called flesh, don't we? Now Gene, Brother Murphy, you guys have been in this thing a lot longer than I have. Is that flesh, it, it, it kind of tries to rear its head up every now and again, don't it? Always been there. Uh, I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart, and the family does too, for all that you've done for Pastor Appreciation, the food, the cards, the, the different things, the money, the gift cards, everything, we are so appreciative of it. Uh, you guys are the best, I'm going to tell you what, you've done your fair share of giving this month, Pastor Appreciation Month, you did real, real well for the evangelist, Sister Kay, you folks gave her $1,500 to go on about her work, that's what you did. Amen, and that's because God provides it for us. You've given to Ashley Mayhew and her family, and they made a little more of a Friday night down at the uh, singing they had at Faith Christian Academy. She is now in Atlanta. She got down there this week, uh, made the trip fine, and I, my understanding is they're working her very hard. So, continue to pray for them, sweetie. Talked with Rhonda last night, and she is uh, she's getting a little lonely. Uh, she's not used to, you know, you normally get people come in and see you, so hopefully her family can make a trip down next week to to see them because they're only getting visitors on the weekends because the rest of the week is work time, working her and working Rhonda so, and, and preparing them for what's to come. Continue to pray and lift them up. And thank you for your offering today. Uh, we appreciate it. But I tell you, every time that I, that somebody says you need to give the preacher money, I'm going to ask you for one more thing. If you don't have any money, you've got a lungs and a voice, you can pray. Please pray. Please pray for my family. Pray for me as pastor, uh, all of the, the, the team that's here working, and each other. Pray for our church and direction for our church because without God, we get, we're not doing anything that can be done. We're just hanging out. But if we do it his way, it's going to be right. We'll reach the community. We'll be able to help each other out, and I believe that with all my heart, or I wouldn't be standing here right now. And uh, while that's being said in your gift cards, your gift cards, woo! and if you're new here, I do speak a lot and don't know what I'm saying, so just bear with me. It, I'm not the best orator in the world. Amen, Brother Ken. See? I talked to you, and that tricked trick you into it, but anyway, um... In your bulletins or prayer cards. At 6 o'clock tonight, we're going to join back here to pray. If you can't make it, that's fine. If you've got something you want prayed for, you can be as specific as you want or as not specific as you want on that card. But we would love to have the opportunity to pray with you on the needs that you have because I know that God is a big God, and he can answer prayers. Amen? He's still working miracles. Amen? fact that Ashley woke up is another one of another sign of the miracles. Brother Berkeley, he had his surgery done, what, six weeks ago? He's back in church because that's where he wanted to be, so God answered a prayer. And he's gotten over things, and not only that, they told him this week, the doctor said, are you ready for round two? Because he needs the other hip replaced. And that's the answer to prayer because he knows he needs it, he wants to get around he comes in here like a speed demon this morning, not hardly, but A lot better than Brother Berkeley was before, and we know that God's done that. He used doctors, yes, but I think he answered prayers. He gave them the knowledge and the wisdom and the strength that that came on him. So we give God the praise for that, and we like to share the testimonies of what God has done. We look back and say, it's not what we've done, it's what God has done. And with that being said, uh, let us share in your prayer time with you. This morning, if you have your Bibles, open up to Revelation chapter 7. I'm not even sure how we're going to go with this this morning. We're living in a world right now who, can everybody agree with me, Is we're in some pretty perilous times, aren't we? All around us, all around the world, is very dire times. And for those that don't know Jesus and who aren't going to heaven, who've never given their heart to him, that is dire information. For those who are saved, and regardless if the end comes now and Jesus comes back to get his church or whether we go by way of the grave, maybe it could be an auto accident, who knows? It could be anything. Um, if you're saved, you've got hope of a home in heaven. Amen? And We're going to read this piece of scripture, and, I, I, and we're going to agree to disagree before I get started. Can we do that? You say, well, it depends on what you say. Well, okay, I can go with that. We're going to talk about a word, and when we get here, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what it is because I want us to focus on that for ourselves. Then Revelation chapter 7 and verse 9 says, After this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb, they were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. Then fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where do they come from? And I answered, The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And by the way, that's Jesus. Will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's heaven that he's talking about. And he talks about here with the, the, from the great tribulation. And, and yes, I, I think that's talking about those that in the great tribulation during that time frame will not take the, the, the mark of the beast, but will stand up for Jesus. But I want to talk about tribulation because we deal with stuff like that. Amen? We deal with difficulties. All kinds of things come our way. We, we, it might be something that's in school. But whatever it is, just because you sign on with Jesus doesn't mean that this stuff ceases. I mean, if it wasn't the case, then Brother Berkeley's hips would would not have worn out and he wouldn't have had to have surgery. There's a lot of things that we could talk about, but you see, we deal with things. Amen? We deal with things, and we're in this world today, and we're dealing with things now. We are not dealing with what our brothers and sisters across the ocean are dealing with. You go into the Middle East, and you go into some of those places where ISIS and those folks are, and they hold up your baby, and they say, denounce Christ, or we're going to take his head off. And we know what's happened, because the videos and the news clips show Babies laying there with heads separated. And I know this sounds a little gruesome, but folks, it is what it is. But mom and dad never faltered. They knew where their child was going. They knew what they had taught their child. Or they have taken that upon themselves and they've said, we're not going to denounce Jesus. Not going to do it. And so... We do face different trials and we do face different tribulations. But see, heaven is a place that we want to go. You know, we read right here and said that they won't go hungry again. See, we don't have that to worry about. I don't think too much here. If you do, you call me because i got some extra food in the freezer. I'm not going to let you go hungry. But there are people in this world who don't have food for their bellies. They don't know if they're going to eat tonight. And they are believers, by the way, that go through these kinds of struggles. We may get there someday. I don't know, $18 trillion worth of debt in our economy. If our economy tanks, we're headed to somewhere where we don't have a clue. We've never been there. I don't think the world's ever seen anything like where we could be headed. If the Lord don't come back, we may be meeting at somebody's barn or meeting somebody's field over in the corner, sneaking around so that we can worship our Lord. That's a very good possibility. But we do it why? Because we have a reward. You see, we love Jesus, and Jesus changed us. Amen. Can I get an amen on that? Did He change us? Have you been changed? He changed us, and He's been working on us from day one. From the moment that we took Him into our heart, we invited Jesus to come into our heart. He was knocking on the door. We opened the door and let Him in, and he, He started this change that He's making on us. And He's working, and He's continuing to work. But we see here that these people are up here, and they made their robes white. It says, They made their robes white with the blood. Now, y'all help me. I hope I stay on track with this. But it had something to do. You see, the gift that God has given us is exactly that. You see, somebody's got to pay the penalty. Sin came into this world by Adam and and Eve. Adam and 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 Eve. Sin came into this world by Adam and Eve. Because they let the serpent seduce them and trick them, play into the flesh, and that's been there. And every time someone is born, they are born into this sin nature. And until you come to know who Jesus is and realize that you need a Savior, you can't pay that bill. Because sin has a bill. Well, everybody says, well, Jesus loves everybody. Yes, He does. And He's not willing that any should perish, But he draws the line and he says if you want to take my hand and walk with me and do it my way, I'll save you. That's all there is because we don't have, we can't pay the price. When man was separated from God, there's nothing you can do that will pay the price to be reconciled with God. If that was the case, Jesus would have never had to go on to the cross. But he had to, and he did, and he did it willingly. So here's the thing. He did it, and there's nothing you got to do to earn it. We serve the Lord because of our love for him and because of our love for others. You know, I remember you remember me telling the testimony of my brother. He had a heart attack, almost died. That's what it took to wake him up to invite Jesus into his heart. And so, yeah, I prayed for him. I wasn't praying all that to happen, but God knew. You see? So we, 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 uh, we give out the Word. We give out the teaching and we serve. And the reason that we share with people is our love for those that we love, our family and our friends. Last night on the corner, the trunk or treat, there was an opportunity church for every church that was there to get the gospel to folks. Whether you believe in it or whether you don't, that's another talk for another time. But the thing is, is it doesn't matter where you're at and what day of the month it is, right? You can share Jesus with somebody. And it doesn't matter with the location neither, by the way. Can I tell you, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Proximity to sin got nothing to do with it. It's a heart condition. So that means we go out into the highways and the hedges and we compel them to come in. And we do that with love. So it can't be earned, right? It can't be earned. Our salvation cannot be earned. We have to receive Jesus. So this, this had to be done. Brother Charlie, you got those things up on the screen I asked you about. Now, you see this share if you love Jesus, like if Jesus is your Savior. If you love Jesus more than Facebook, share and write, I love Jesus. Like this photo if you love Jesus. And if you love Jesus, like. Now, I'm not against these, okay? So if we do that and you share them, great, you're sharing them, and somebody's seeing them. I just want us to know that there's more to Jesus than this. Way more. Coming to church is not being saved. This is where we get fed. This is where we can fellowship. This is where we can fill out the prayer request because we're dealing with something or we can sit down with the pastor or with somebody else that you know with some real serious stuff you're not going to share with nobody else and we can get down to business of praying to the Lord. How many of you believe that prayer works? It still works. So we can get down to business with God. This is not who Jesus is. This does not say where you stand. Clicking a mouse button on Facebook, liking and sharing, ain't sharing Jesus. And it's good to get it out. And it's good to write these things. But you've also seen the things, if you do this within the, and send it to 20 people within the next 10 minutes or 20 minutes, you know you're going to get 50 bucks. Anybody ever tried that? I did. Don't look at me like that. I did it when I was at work one time. It was before I was ever saved, and I never got no money. Hey, I am going to talk straight to you, okay? Jesus loves me. He saved me, and I'm telling you where I've been and a lot of y'all been to, you just ain't going to say it. This is what Jesus does. But he ain't that. And He ain't in pictures of clouds of the skies. By the way, we don't know what Jesus looks like, so how in the world do we know that this cloud that looks like a picture that some dude painted? Oh, well, God done something to throw Jesus on the cover for us. We get a oh, we're praising God. We get excited about that, but we don't get excited about a soul. Oh, let's go to. In John, chapter 1, verse 29, said, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, this is the one I meant when I said, A man comes after me who surpasses me because he was before me. You see the pictures of Jesus up on the screen, and you ain't got to put them back up, they get the gist. The pictures of Jesus up on the screen and all these things don't show as much as the fact of who he is. You see, that's what I say. Coming to church don't make us saved. Going and working at the trunk or treat and the Easter egg hunt and the Christmas play and the Christmas banquet and working in the Christmas play and playing five instruments at one time and all this don't make us saved. I mean, anybody can do that. Well, not anybody, but anybody that can do it, can do it. I can't do it. I can't play instruments. That would be my downfall, so God's never let me have that. That's my, my conclusion, so I'm over it, and I don't talk to him about it no more. He knows how much I would love to play the piano, but not today. It's probably not going to happen until I get to heaven. And I'm okay with that, because I'm doing what he has called me to do. And he didn't call me to do something different. He called me to do just this right here. And he's patient, and and God knows you folks are patient. You're still here on Sunday morning, thank God. But you see, what is about salvation is about who Jesus is. You see, the lamb that we read in the first scripture, he's there too, he's the shepherd. And it's who Jesus is, and Jesus was here before anything was. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's in John 1.1. 1, 1. And God said in Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So Jesus has been here since before then. Amen? Amen? And so God said, you know what? There's this big payment that has to be paid for you. And it doesn't matter what you've done. Can I tell you that this morning? It doesn't (laughs) matter what you have done. The blood of Jesus will cover it. Amen? Doesn't matter. Only he could pay the price that needed to be paid so that we, in turn, can get to heaven. So that we can be reconciled with God. We're already reconciled with God if you're saved. Because we pray. And we know that prayer works. Amen. We have a Bible study. We know that the word of God feeds us. We know that we got a little baby that we was blessed to, uh, to dedicate to God this morning. All because of, I believe, prayer. He knew you was going to have a baby. But he said, I'm going to talk these people into prayer so they will trust praying. And Brother George, we're going to pray for your brother. And I believe God can touch him. I believe mainly God can touch him for salvation. That's the first and foremost. It doesn't matter if you got a limp or whether you, you lost an eye or anything like that. What matters is what's the condition of your soul. And not enough churches are preaching this kind of stuff anymore. But can I tell you today that if you're lost and you don't know Jesus and you die going home... Hell is where you will spend eternity. We need to understand that. God loves us. Yes, He does love us, but He does draw the line. And He gives us His word to tell us that. Colossians 3 and 1. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Now, here's where it comes to us. He's talking to the believers. Put to death, therefore. Okay, we got saved. There's some things to put to death, therefore. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Sexual immorality impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. So if we believe about Jesus, and if we believe that we click the Facebook mass about who Jesus is, we click on it a thousand times and share it, we need to also take this part of it true too. And he's telling us something here. He's telling us something. He's telling us about sexual immorality. That means people swapping husbands and wives. That means the people being outside of marriage. That's one of the things he's talking about. And it probably can go a little bit deeper, which I'm not going to do with mixed crowd here today. But I think you might know what I'm talking about. Impurity and lust. The lust of the flesh is, a, is something that will drive us anywhere that's why I asked these guys before I started am I wrong on this but don't we deal with Mr. Flesh daily he tries to be resurrected he tries to take control all the time and the devil likes to use those kinds of things to come at us to tell us we ain't worth going up to heaven what we read up here wow he tries to use those kinds of things to trip us up he uses a lot of things You'll notice back up here in Revelation, there was people that no one could count, and they were from every nation, every tribe, every people, every language. Folks, can I tell you something, and can I not get throw rocks and shoes thrown at me? You got a problem with black people. You got a problem with white people. You got a problem with Hispanic people. You got all these kinds of problems with these different kinds of people. Don't go to heaven. heaven. Because it says there, they're going to be there. Amen. 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 Now that's, I don't know where that gets a side note. Because everybody... He's not willing that any should perish. But he gives us these things to work on, this, these evil desires. You know what? Evil desires come into our hearts. Evil desires, you know, in, in, in Psalms it says that God will give you the desires of your heart. Your TV preachers will put that in the form of you're going to get some money if you'll send me some money. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Be careful of the junk you watch on TV. the preachers are giving me nods <laughs> I'm not here for your money I'm concerned about your soul but they all take that and they'll spend that in a way so you'll send sow seed I think is the latest gimmick sow seed sow seed so you can get a return uh-huh seed is the word of God because we read it what two weeks ago when I preached that's what has the power not the money Not all these things that we want to sow. So we got to be careful about this stuff that we take in. So God has given us this this word. And this word sometimes hits a little hard, doesn't it? The things that we deal with, the things of this life, the things of the flesh that we deal with, the evil desires. And the desires that God's talking about in the book of Psalms is the desire you have to serve Him. Those desires that you have that are godly, He put them there. He will give you that desire. Do you understand what I'm talking about? The other desires that do not give God glory, that does not lift up the name of Jesus, didn't come from God. Don't care how the flesh feels, didn't come from God, and therefore it needs to go. That's what he's talking about right here. Okay? So, God's wrath is coming. It's coming upon this world very, very soon. Where are you? That's my question. Where are you? And only you and the Lord know that. See, it's easy to dress up, and and you can fool people. People fool people. Now, I don't want to hardly say it this way, but I'm going to anyway. It's a good possibility that there are people, by the way, it can be the guy standing up here that's talking, who know how to put the game on, who know how to put the face on. They know how to wear the right kinds of clothes and do the right kinds of things. They know the lingo. They're con men. And the biggest person they're conning is themselves. Because whenever altar time comes, when prayer time comes, there are things that we, that the Holy Ghost is talking to us. And he's saying, I want to help you through this, but because of all the eyes standing around, we don't get up and go a lot of times and we miss out. And the more that happens, the more that happens, the more that happens, the harder the heart gets and the deafer the ears become and we don't hear God knocking on our heart's door. And the next thing you know, we've done called evil good and good evil so we have to be careful with that you've heard me say it before you cannot offend a dead man because if you're dead in Christ you cannot be offended so if that's coming along our way maybe God's trying to talk to us maybe there's a part of our hearts that we need to be given over to him I don't know, but he's given us this word right here. Not everybody is going to be there, by the way. If you notice that, it was a multitude which could not be numbered, and they were from every nation and every tongue. But turn to Revelation 21 and 7 real quick. And this is a God that loves you, by the way. When sentencing comes on Judgment Day, and heaven is not going to be where you're at, I firmly believe that God will be weeping as you have to go away because you, cho- you chose, not him, you chose not to be with him because he made the way. He paid the price that nobody could pay. He made the way. And he'll be weeping saying, why didn't you come back to me? Why didn't you? Oh, why didn't you? But I have to stand by my word. You know why? Because God does not lie and he cannot lie. So we have to take all of God's word in. And so Revelation 21 and 7. Who's going to be there? Those who are victorious will inherit all of this. And I will be their God and they will be my children. But look at this. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexual immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters, And all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulfur. This is the second death. So not everybody's going to be there. This is prophecy. Cowards. Now I read that and I'm thinking to myself, Self, that's somebody that ain't going to stand up to the other bad guys, right? That's a coward because you cower away. But that's not what it's talking about. Cowards are the ones who cower away for standing up for Jesus. That's what it's talking about. Because going to heaven is all about Jesus. Getting saved is all about Jesus. Our lives are all about Jesus. And to glorify Him. So that's what He's talking about. Now that's something for us to take to heart now, isn't it? Do we speak up when we have the chance? Yes, it's okay to hit share and let somebody know that. But you know what? If Bob happens to like it, it's time to instant message Bob and say, Bob, is Jesus your Lord and Savior? Because I didn't know. Or does people know who we stand for? Do we cower away? If ISIS walks in these doors this morning with automatic weapons and knives, Are we going to cower away or are we going to stand up for Jesus two seconds before we're shot? That's who he's talking about. They're not going to be there. They're going to be in the lake of fire, the cowards. Well, I don't know how to preach. You don't need to know how to preach. The Holy Spirit will give you what to say if you're willing. If you read the word, he will put it there and it's okay. See, pride says I know everything. A man that's following the Lord says I'll find out. And he do not care to call somebody, whoever it is, to get that word or to find it in the word and pray about it and let the Lord feed him. It's okay to say, I don't know. It's easier for me to do that because I ain't been pastoring that long. It might be harder for Brother Murphy to do that because he's been doing it for 50 years. I don't think it is. I don't think that's his heart. So I hope you didn't mind me using you just now. Your back, I'm already using you as a punching bag. The unbelieving. Those who don't believe will not be there. And there are many of those in this world who don't believe. They like to use the words of, that's just what you say. I don't believe that way. How in the world do we get all these different beliefs out of one set of words, out of God's word? Amen? I'm going to preach on the denominations for a minute. How do we do that? How do we do that? we got to keep Jesus in the middle of it. It has to be about Jesus. It's not about the denominations kicks that it's got. It's not about all these things. It's not about the preacher. It's about Jesus. He's the one that does the saving. It's His Word. And there is no way that God, who created all things that fit so perfectly together, can mess that up. Amen. Brother Ken, that's some good preaching. Sorry about that. And murderers, by the way, did you know you don't have to take a knife or a gun and kill somebody to be a murderer? Jesus said, Jesus said if you've committed hate in your heart, you've already, I mean if you, if you hate them, you've already committed murder in your heart. That means you don't like them and you're never going to give them the word, the thing that they need. You're never going to give them the love that we're supposed to give. So we're talking about going to heaven where there's no more suffering, no more tears. We're not going to be anxious for anything. He's going to provide it all for us. Think about that. Don't have to worry about whether the job's going to hold up over the next six months because the economy's bad and this is going on. Oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? And you're in heaven. When you're in heaven, you don't have those worries. When you hang on to Jesus, you ain't got them either. Trust and obey, oh my goodness, but that's sometimes that's hard to do, isn't it? And sexual immorality, I've done touched on that. He's and she's, stick with the one you married, and that's it, period. Notice I said he's and she's. Those who practice magic arts, those of the occult and the idolaters and all liars. I'm going to stop at the all liars here in a minute. I hope I set that clock right. Ain't seen nobody looking at their watch yet. You see, lying is not just me saying this is a a blue handrail, and I know that it's not. I'm not accidentally saying it. All liars. I'm going to come back to coming to church again and being a church person, and to dressing up and the deceit that sometimes can go. You know, we put on one face when the company's coming over, and a whole other face when the company's gone. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever done that? We'll go diving through the house and do one of the fastest cleanups. If we cleaned up like that all the time on Saturday morning, the house would always be clean, but you see somebody pulling in the driveway, you know, you grabbing a blanket with your big toe, you doing all this stuff, you got dishes, you're shoving stuff under things, and when people walk in, you're standing there with sweat dripping off you, you're like, oh, hi, good to see you. You know what I'm talking about, right? So, I don't even know where that came from. That's kind of along that line line. You understand what I'm talking about? So all liars, when it says all liars, sometimes we can play the game And not even be in the game. Amen? Number one, that person is lying to themselves. What a dangerous spot to be in is to lie to yourself. We'll go to one more scripture and then we're finished. In 1 John 3 and 9. And this should take it home. Have you been hanging on to the journey? I wasn't sure how this was going to go. Has this been okay? I need to know if you've been fed thus far. Has this been okay? This has been a journey. I know that. No one who is born of God will continue to sin. Let's stop right there. That's a statement. No one who is born of God will continue to sin. Because God's seed remains in them, they cannot go on sinning because they have been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are. Now, let's stop right there. It's not so much for me. Well, I guess it is. I'm the pastor, so. But it's not so much for us to know other than the fact of instead of throwing stones at people, we let them know in love about God and God's word does that make sense I hope and for those that are receiving we need to pray that they receive exactly what God has for us to give otherwise that's the common answer who are you to judge who are you to judge who are you to judge you know what I'm talking about children of God and who are the children of the devil are Anyone who does does not do what is right is not God's child, nor anyone who does not love their brother or sister. You don't need to say no more on that, amen? That's pretty cut and dried, and it's pretty straight, isn't it? God's Word is straight like that. And I don't know, y'all know me, I, I love straight, talking straight because it, it saves on a lot of trouble man when I wore a badge I found out if you tried to fudge the truth here there and yonder man people find out about it and the next thing you know there's no respect it goes bad it's just better to be straight and I think a lot of the problems we deal with today and we see it on the news we got churches who have gay ministers. we got churches who are performing these kinds of things and say they are of God. Can I tell you something? They are not. They are not of God. They may have been at one time, but they have erred away. They may have started out that way, but they turned their back on God whenever they take God's ordinances and God covenants and they tr- start changing them. Amen, Brother Ken. And by the way, that happens for anything else in God's Word that we like to change to fit So we get to do what we want. Amen. So we go back to this place. For the Lamb is at the center of the throne, will be their shepherd. And he will lead them to springs of living water. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. That's heaven. can't explain what it's about. I can't explain what it looks like. Because you can't compare that place to anything here on earth. We try to use gold, and we try to use silver, and we try to use pearls, which are fine things that we have. But that doesn't hold a light to what heaven's going to be like, but mostly in the presence of God Almighty. And George, can y'all throw us some music on this morning, real quick? And you can stand to your feet this morning. It's a good thing to have the Lord in our corner. It's a good thing to look ahead and see what heaven is about. But never ever make the mistake that Jesus ain't about the what, the who, or the it. Jesus is just about himself. Amen. Because he is the one that changes hearts. And I want to make this invitation this morning if you're here and you need Jesus in your life maybe you haven't been walking where you supposed to be with him I want to invite you to come forward because I know that there will be saints in this church who will come at you and they won't come with the, the fly swatter they won't come with the stones they'll lay and pray does Jesus have all of your life does he have any of your life but does he have every aspect of your life Maybe sometimes anger flares up when it shouldn't, and that's not godly. I mean, we learned from Sister Kay this week about using this. Is it true? Is it necessary? What was the other one? And is it edifying? Is it true? Is it necessary? Is it edifying? Sometimes we can use this and have the best purposes and the best things and the best means. We mean well by it, and then we don't use it right. It's hard to back, take back those kinds of words. It's hard to go and ask for forgiveness, forget on sometimes it's hard to ask for forgiveness, isn't it? Sometimes it's hard to give forgiveness. Am I right about this? Sometimes it's hard to do that. But according to the Word, if God is in us, if the Holy Spirit is in us, We love one another. And when we love one another, we're able to come around those kinds of things. We're able to get into the altar and let God get involved so that we do come back together. Because that's what He wants. He's not intended that His church be broken apart. That His people, and I'm not talking about our local congregation. I'm talking about throughout the world. Amen. So I want to ask if you've got something you want to pray about this morning, will you come and pray, please?